Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hey everyone, uh, this is Trent Russell and this is The Audit Room. You can join us live to ask your questions of our guests every Tuesday at 11 Central Standard Time by connecting with myself or Tracy Marquardt on LinkedIn. Again, I'm your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell. I'm the founder of Green Skies Analytics, where we help launch internal audit analytics programs and internal audit data teams. Typically, at this point, I would say, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt, but due to uh, a change in her, her flight schedule, I am not joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt, but I am joined by our guest today, Enrique Dick. He is the head of risk advisory at Spotify. Uh, I believe you live in Germany, but you're joining us from New York today, so I appreciate that. Um, so Enrique, just to kind of kick us off, we're talking about strategic risk. Can you help help us understand like your background relative to strategic risk? Yeah, thank you first, uh, Trent, for having me. Um, this morning before going for a run, I um, did catch up on some of the chapters and uh, the recent conversations that you had. And I think it's really valuable to the profession uh, to have the opportunity to add. So about myself, as you said, risk advisory is, is what I'm working on. I'm heading that function at Spotify. And um, I have 20 plus years of experience. Um, I pride myself of saying that uh, I worked across the three lines of defense. So I started in, in public accounting and external audit, then spent some time in internal audit, um, also had a chance to set up a risk function uh, for one of the bigger biggest insurance companies in the US. Um, and then I transitioned into security, into information security. So I had an experience there, uh, but also led a, an IT organization. So I was part of the of the first line as well, an IT team. So um, that's, uh, that's a bit of what I've been doing. I've worked across uh, three continents, basically uh, Europe, the US and Latin America. And uh, while I've spent most of my time in financial services, I have now spent the last five years uh, working in tech companies. And um, what I always say is I have to reinvent myself, uh, how, I, how I think about audit, about risk, mm -hmm. uh, risk management and those type of things. Um, so very happy to also share some perspectives on that. Finally, why strategic risk management? Why did I want to talk about this? Especially for in the, in the tech environment where tech companies are very prone to, to taking risk. And um, where I, in my experience, what I've seen where things can go really, really wrong is when you get the strategy uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the wrong way. 
So uh, that's a place where I think uh, not much has been done from an audit and from a risk perspective, and where I'm very keen to uh, add in terms of how, how that uh, challenge could be tackled. Perfect. Um, so you're in risk advisory. I know you were previously a CAE at a couple different organizations. I feel like there's some listeners listening like, uh, isn't audit risk advisory? So could you kind of distinguish between what risk advisory versus audit is? Yeah, so that's um, something that uh, we, the way we set it up at Spotify, very recently, uh, about a year ago, the decision was made to um, have the internal audit team focus primarily on, on assurance activities. There were some, some advisory work being done, especially when it comes to enterprise risk management, uh, but the, the need was identified to support the uh, the advisory piece so being able to influence uh, through risk advice some of the business decisions early on that is something that audit sometimes because of in the, uh, the independence requirement cannot fulfill so specifically in this company i'm in now the decision was made to separate both but we work really closely hand in hand if you move into financial services that distinction is very clear you have a third line of defense with internal audit and a second line with um, with the risk being separated from it. So that's um, what I'm doing currently is working very, very closely with the business to advise them on um, certain business decisions, launching products, entering markets and so on, early on uh, when, when those things start to be considered. Okay. And relative to strategic risk, because I feel like that was, if I boiled down for the most part audit, it would be, if someone asked me, like usually what I say is, understand the strategy of the organization, uh, do your audit thing relative to the strategy. Like to me, that's a huge, huge piece of it. Um, so help us though, understand what is strategic risk. And if you have some examples, I think, you know, examples are always helpful. What, what is strategic yeah. risk? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, we'll get back to how audit, uh, aligns with strategy and how risk management aligns with strategy. We can cover that later, but just to define what, what strategic risk is, is any, basically uncertain event, we're talking about uncertainty here, uh, that result first from decisions being made at the strategic level by the company. So the self-inflicted part, I decide to go into direction A or product A instead of product B, for example. Um, and then also there are elements of that which are external. So there are things that happen outside of the, outside of the controls of the company, like compet competitors and what they do, that could have a huge impact as well. Some examples where you, you can build around your strategic risk program is uh, around, for example, when the business strategy is being set, being at the table and being able to influence that, when business plans are being uh, put together, or even when you manage performance, when you want to understand if the execution uh, against those plans is working as intended. External events could be, as I said, a competitor, a new competitor entering the market, Specifically, when, when we think Spotify and many of other tech, com uh, tech companies, we're all very worried about TikTok now and what TikTok mm -hmm. is doing. So that's that's a clear example in terms of what are the implications to our strategy, to our product uh, landscape. What decisions do we make differently based on that on that input? Perfect. And then for those that don't know, Spotify. So that's where we have we host um, this podcast. It's Spotify is one of those providers. And so for those who don't know, host podcast and um, music streaming, I would say. Um, and so with that said, one of the, when I think of Spotify and risk, 
especially in the podcast space, I think of Joe Rogan. So uh, for the, again, those that don't know Joe Rogan, I think he got paid. I mean, it was a ton of money and basically uh, Spotify said, you're only going to be on Spotify and here's a ton of money to do it. Is, is a decision relative to that strategy? Is that something similar to what you might be brought in on um, to advise on? Like, yeah, we should, or we shouldn't, or if we do maybe this amount or, or, or something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get back to, to that in one second. I want to add just one, one more thing about Spotify. Yes, music. Yes, uh, podcasts. And from today in the US, also audiobooks. audiobooks. So you're able to, yes, you're able to purchase audiobooks in the US via Spotify starting today. Okay, perfect. Okay. And Joe Rogan. Yes. So for those uh, of you who might not be familiar with him, he is uh, running the biggest podcast uh, based on number of users in, in the world. And um, there was uh, back in, in February, there was a, a whole discussion around um, one of the guests he brought into the show and the comments uh, that person made around, around COVID. Mm. And that triggered a whole um, discussion within the company around what is balancing freedom of speech and safety in the platform. So absolutely, these are the types of things where we, we want to be involved. In my case, I joined Spotify a year ago. Um, so I wasn't here when the decision was made, but I was definitely very involved uh, in dealing with the repercussions of it and the response that we had as a company. And you, you talked earlier about the audit's role in strategic risk. Could you speak to that a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. So as I said before, uh, I'm currently on the risk space, but I have been a CAE um, twice in, in my past. And I spent in total 15 years in, in internal audit. So I feel like I'm, I can't really talk about it. Plus, um, I am a strong believer in, in the collaboration across lines of defense. So that's uh, that's one of the things I try to live by every day. So when it comes to uh, internal audit, it definitely internal audit has to understand the company strategy. Internal audit has to build a plan that uh, really helps provide assurance around uh, around those strategic objectives. And but there is a at least the way I see it, um, there is a, a, a certain line that sometimes cannot be crossed, which is about being actively advising on business decisions. And um, it's it's a line that can be very blurry. So I think this decision that we made at Spotify to separate risk advisory from internal audit is helping in addressing that. And I, I'm still, as I said, working very closely with the internal audit team in terms of which audits are being conducted and that better support the strategy. And even in some cases, we can find ways to collaborate on advisory work without uh, compromising independence. Where did, the, where did that decision come down from to separate the two? That was um, a decision that was made um, within within the company. Um, the, the, the way at least I, I know it happened is um, understanding the needs of the company, understanding the speed of decision-making, um, how, how many new, how, how complex the company became and how much more need there was to be, to be involved early on. Okay. And then when you were a CAE and maybe advice for CAEs or other auditors that are listening, how did you gain an understanding of what the company's strategy is? Is it just like, hey, CEO, what's up? Uh, hey, CFO, what's going on? Or did you have like a formal process for doing that? Some kind of protocol that you followed? Or is it, um, you know, elevator conversation, hallway conversations? How did that work? Is there like a, a process that we could follow to go, yep, 
we understand the strategy because it's not always it's not always just laid out in a PowerPoint of this is exactly what we're going to do. Uh, so what does that look like? How did you gain an understanding of what the strategy of the organizations that you were a CAE for? Yeah. So um, throughout my career, I was, I was very lucky because I ended up in companies where the um, the process beyond strategy setting, behind strategy setting, and the communication of the strategy has been very good, uh, especially where I'm now. Uh, but in the other uh, companies I worked for, it was the same. It, that we had very good resources to tap into to be able to understand uh, where the company was going and what the priorities were. And it, what helps as well is understanding how we execute against the strategy. So typically a mission uh, is something very high level. It's something where any, any auditor uh, at any level might have a difficulty to kind of put two and two together. So what I recommend is going beyond the mission and going beyond what we call might call priorities or focus areas, try to really understand how we execute against it. So what are the strategic projects? What are the projects that are running which will help uh, the company achieve that mission or that strategic objective? And with that, uh, always be very well connected to, to the business leaders, uh, to the program managers, project managers that are running those initiatives. They have very deep insights in terms of risks and things that might, might go wrong and uh, and really build build a network around that. And so if you're lucky and you have a, a company that's very good at communicating that, leverage that fully, but go beyond that and try to understand the execution side as well. Is if they let's say they don't have that that good communication you talked about, does it make sense to go to to try to understand what the KPIs are around that strategy and periodically, you know, take a look at them and go, well, you know, we're really not meeting these KPIs or um, and then like assessing it that way, is that a good piece of information to have to leverage? It, it's a good proxy and yes, performance management. So understanding how we perform against the objective is, is incredibly important. Having said that, uh, that might be after the fact. So the KPI, you, you kind of take stock after, uh, you decided to launch that pro, uh, that specific product or enter that specific market. So I'm a more of a believer of trying to be involved as early on as possible. What about like a, a timeline on, again, if we don't have that kind of downstream communication, because strategies change. And yeah. so what what will you say like, hey, make it part of a quarterly process to understand is has something changed or is it even being in the ear of um, the C-suite to go, hey, when things change, like if there's going to be a dramatic change, we need to know about it. Like you guys have to let us know. What What kind of advice would you give for those that don't have, uh, let's say, effective communication from the top down. Yeah. So depending on the industry, you wanna adjust. You might wanna adjust that rhythm. In tech, I would recommend at least quarterly. Yep. So uh, the um, the strategy and the priorities change quite quite quickly, and that and that's good and that's healthy and that's how it should be because it's a very fast paced environment. Uh, so I would definitely recommend quarterly check ins, um, no matter which industry you're in, but specific actions. Uh, in, in within that quarter as well. The way uh, we've been trying, and I've tried this in, in two companies now, is um, there is a prioritization exercise and then there is an execution exercise. Mm -hmm. So prioritization is understanding strategy, understanding execution, and what that execution looks like. And out of those topics that the company is doing about execution, which is the ones where internal audit or risk might uh, be well-suited to contribute and add value. 
And there are things where we have the capabilities and the knowledge, and there are others where we don't, right? So maybe starting with the, the ones we can contribute and that are high risk. Okay. And then once we've prioritized those and we have the whatever resources we have at hand to be able to support um, those initiatives, we go and work hand in hand with the with the um, program managers or the people executing on that uh, specific initiative. Okay. As someone who um, obviously is expert enough to come on here and get asked random questions about strategy, um, what would you say the percentage of strategies developed are executed on effectively? And you don't have to speak about Spotify. Let's just say prior yeah. organizations. I don't want to get you in any kind of trouble. Yeah, of course. No, I think in general, the um, there isn't a, I'm going to make a statement here. There isn't a right or a wrong strategy. There has to be conviction behind the strategy and you have to execute against it. And um, yes, I've seen cases um, within companies I've worked in, but outside as well, like really big blowups um, where strategy decisions were made. And I always say that, the wrong strategy is the, is the thing that can sink the ship, really. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm so focused and so keen on strategy. It's um, with all the, I've done millions of audits and I've looked at things that are really, now that I think about it in retrospective, uh, were really irrelevant or the value we're adding in that space was not really um, that important. So co really connecting what the strategy is to what we do in risk and in audit is incredibly important. Right, so that's that's the point that that I'm trying to bring across, and it might be things that are not within your comfort zone. It might not be the typical audit you've done uh, in the past year or the years before. It might push you to move into something that is completely unknown, right? And that's um, and that that's the definition of strategy. Typically, you you try to go into a place that you that is uncharted, right? Yeah. So that um, that requires certain types of skills as well to be able to execute against that. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the take I can take on that. Okay. I like strategy to me is super interesting. I love implementing analytic strategies for internal audit departments. And I know I have um, three data strategy books in my Kindle queue, um, some that I've made you know headway on. And then two, I think just overall strategy books. Are there... Maybe I'm asking this selfishly so I can weed out some of the, I mean, if you type in strategy books on Amazon, it's going to be like, yeah, here's 1 million hits. Do you have any go-to resources that you could recommend for folks to, to, to gain a little bit more of an understanding how a strategy is put together and how we can understand the kind of the nature of a given strategy? Yeah, there's like, I don't remember the names of the books now, and I, we can post it maybe later on the, uh, on the link when, uh, when this is published. Um, I tend to be more interested in terms of understanding how the business works, how the business adds value, and uh, the drivers behind that. So, and the the other aspect I would like to highlight when it comes to to understanding strategy from our vantage point, from an audit and a risk perspective, is really understanding the assumptions. So, when you set a strategy, you're going into, as I said, an unknown territory typically. So your decision around what you're going to do is based on certain assumptions and beliefs that you have within the company. And that's where kind of the, the risk comes from. And that's where I think we as risk professionals or audit professionals can add value. So if I would say, maybe don't think so much about what the ideal strategy um, definition process looks like, 
think more about what are the assumptions underlying the strategy. Got it. What What is the, when you set the strategy for the risk advisory group at Spotify, mm-hmm. what does that look like? <laughs> We're actually just going through that now for 2023, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm in the US today. And um, it's about understanding a couple of different um, inputs and drivers that uh, we we are kind of uh, faced with in, in, in defining what we're gonna prioritize, what we're gonna be able to execute against. The first one is the company strategy, right? That's the North Star. Where is the company going? Mm-hmm. Understanding what is the company doing to get there and how can we best support from our vantage point by providing risk insights and developing risk capabilities to support achieving that strategy, okay? Then, of course, we're looking at how mature are we as a team and as a function. So we use different resources to assess our maturity as a team. Then we pivot into understanding what our stakeholders want. So incredibly important, the enterprise risk committee, the audit committee, what is it that um, our our business stakeholders, what is it that they need from us? And and then there's other aspects as well, like external information that we, we gather but I would say those three, four things are the ones that we look into to decide uh, what our strategy is going to look like. Okay. And I just want to read a note uh, from the chat. Bud says, uh, identifying assumptions is the key role for risk management. He agrees. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that I think you nailed it with that. Um, what about, so people are listening to this and they're interested, what kind of skills do they need to be able to provide strategic risk advice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... The, uh, the first thing I would say is you really have to have a very deep understanding about uh, what's the company, what's at the core of the company, the core business processes um, and industry trends. Ideally, you're passionate about it. So ideally, you find someone who joined the company and really lives and breathes the product, uh, what the company does is really passionate about, reads about it, goes beyond what um, you can read internally, understands the industry and the step of things. The second one I would say is it's really important to be to understand very well how decisions are made. So decision-making processes. Again, I can share resources afterwards about decision-making, uh, but if you want to play uh, in, in that field of providing advice on our strategy, it's understanding decision-making processes and practices. That's, that's a really, really important one. And the third one is um, a very important aspect of strategy is scenario modeling. So understanding how some of these assumptions could play out in the future is, uh, is incredibly important. And uh, scenario analysis, scenario modeling is something that uh, is, is of incredible value to provide perspective into the decision-making. What does the, the modeling thing is... Um... Super powerful. I think it's a piece that a lot of, at least the folks that I work with might not quite get. What is the, what does the modeling look like? Do they sit under you and your team and how do they work with audit? Yeah. So it's, I'm I'm talking about capabilities of the future, Hmm. right? So currently we're like with full transparency within um, the company I'm in, we're not really working on that, what we're doing is we're leveraging scenario modeling capabilities that exist within the company. Okay. Uh, and we kind of, and typically you start with, a, with the finance side, right? So a typical assumption could be an effects rate, how a, a foreign exchange rate is going to behave in the future and how is that going to impact the pricing of a product? So you might want to partner with your 
financial planning, financial analysis team, and um, develop the inputs uh, into that scenario analysis and then leveraging whatever uh, resources they might have. If they don't have it, you might want to build them as part of your, your team. Yeah, but it's Monte Carlo simulations. It's anything that allows you to assess the different outputs that a decision might have. Okay. And you mentioned Monte Carlo. There is, um, for anyone interested, if you just go to like YouTube and type something into the effect of Excel Monte Carlo simulation, they'll show you how, how it's done step-by-step uh, step and give you examples. And um, it makes it click a little bit more when you can see exactly what that is. And they make it super simple to understand. So it's not super, um, like super technical or super, I would say math. <laughs> for those. Okay. Uh, Bud has a question in the chat. Does the modeling help identify which key assumptions will be most impactful? Absolutely. So that's the, the one that helps you decide on which, what do you want to focus, right? Which, uh, which of those assumptions are the ones that um, could be putting the strategy at risk? I, I want to emphasize one thing, which is uh, the objective of risk advisory or advisory work on the strategy side is not to stop any of these, it's about uh, providing transparency and helping with decision-making. So it's it's incredibly important that um, whatever we do is not perceived as stopping strategy. It's about enabling strategy. It's about creating alternatives, creating options that we might have not considered before. Got it. All right. Well, we're running up against it. Um, is there anything, that Enrique, that you would like to leave the listeners with? Anything that we didn't cover or um, we've had guests in the past recommend that people spay and neuter their pets. So anything that you want to uh, speak to, any message you want to send, I will give you the floor. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, first, like two, three messages. The first one is, as I said at some point in the conversation, the strategy is what could potentially sink the ship. So really consider understanding as part of your audit plan, as part of your risk plan, um, having a deep understanding of the strategy and how we can add value. The second one is don't try to stop strategy, try to enable strategy by providing alternatives. And the third one, it's um, out of my experience and my career, it's an uncomfortable place to get into. It's not the most natural risk you want to start with. You might want to start with financial risk or operational risk, strategic risk. I think it's something that is um, given, given the environment we're in, we should be considering more and more. But it requires a bit of a different skill set. Uh, but it's it's not rocket science. It's something that um, that I think it's um, it's really interesting. And finally, if you're lucky, you're in a company where you believe in the product, in the purpose, in the mission, and so on. And it's incredibly exciting to be involved in uh, being able to, uh, to to understand and to advise on the strategy. So that's uh, something to consider when you choose your career as well.